welcome to the War Memorial Opera House on this exciting night, Saturday, January 1, 25th, opening night of Giselle and the San Francisco Ballet 2014 repertory season. January 20. Thank you for coming to the Meet the Artist program tonight. I'm sure you're as happy as I am to see that you've got the best guest of all. Artistic director and principal choreographer Helgi Thomason. Thank you. All tonight. My name is Cheryl Osola, and I'm a writer for San Francisco Ballet and editor-in-chief of Dance Studio Magazine. And I'm here on behalf of the, Dan of the San Francisco Ballet Center for uh, Dance Education, which produces Life Magazine, the artist program, and other adult education events. Many of you might tune into the Meet the Artist interviews on our website, where there are podcasts. So I'd also like to extend a welcome to our online listeners. If you have website interviews, you can catch up on ones that you, uh, that you might have missed by going to sfballet.org and also enjoy these and other goodies like photos, videos, program notes, and the company's blog, Open Studio 455. So you'll find... So for many of you, Mr. Thomason needs no introduction. But I'm going to... Anyway. Since he came on as artistic director in 1985, he's reimagined this company, taking it to internet, give you one invites and acclaim. He came here after a long career as a principal dancer with the Joffrey, Harkness, and New York City Ballet National High. As a dancer, he was admired for his elegance and superb technique, and he has proved himself equally talented as a As San Francisco Ballet fans know, Mr. Thomason is a master at planning diverse direct balanced ballet programs and also at finding and nurturing talent. He's choreographed more than 50 verse and, and masterminded such events as the United We Dance International Festival and the 75th anniversary season of the Ballet program that had eight world premieres. Among his many honors, Mr. Thomason was named Friends New World, then a commander in Iceland's Order of the Falcon, and later he received the Grand Cross Star, the Order's first honor. He was named an officer in the French Order of Arts and Letters and received honorary doctorates from Dominican College and the highest school, among other honors. So if you need more detail, go to the website. So just so you know, we will Juilliard. Time for questions at the end, but because our time is limited, I do ask you to be brief. We'll have some. So Helgi, obviously Giselle is on everyone's mind tonight. But before we get to that, I have one way, way back question for you. What was your, what's your first memory of dance? Of dance? Question for um. I was about five years old. Um, at that time, um, as you probably know, I'm Icelandic, I born in Iceland. At that time, we were living, my family, in uh, the islands. So I'm Iceland, they're called Westman Islands. And uh, a small group of Royal Danish Ballet soloists came 
to south of Iceland, give a performance. And we lived uh, fairly close to the auditorium. And my mom there with her twin, twin sister. And during the uh, intermission, apparently my aunt said to my mother, you should go and, and mother had gone, maybe he might enjoy this. You know? um, so in the intermission, my mother came home, picked me up, get Helgi, and I saw the rest of it. Now, don't ask me what I saw, <laughs> but I do remember colors and um, very joyous atmosphere. I think they probably danced mostly Born in the Bill light ballets or, or excerpts from Born in the ballets. And that was my first introduction to, to ballet. And my mother told me every time that it was sort of classical music on, on the radio, I tried to imitate what I mean. Um, so that's how it started, a long time ago. Very good. So Moving on to Giselle, you have, you have a, a long history with this ballet. You danced in four productions, and I'm not going to remember them all. So then moving here. There, there was, um, actually the first one was with American Ballet Theater, where I filled in on a day. So I'm going to look this for Barisnikov. Um, they asked me if I could do this, and I said, absolutely. And I have no... <laughs> They didn't know that I had, didn't know the production. <laughs> I had, well, um, quite true. I had danced second act of Giselle in Europe um, on concerts with Violet Verdi. Well, that's not, but I had never done first act or learned it even. So I scrambled down to American Ballet Studios and, and, and I had a day to learn everything. I did not get a, a stage rehearsal rehearsal or lighting rehearsal or North theater studio and um, I danced it I, I loved it and that was my very first one uh, I was very orchestra rehearsal. I was invited later on to dance at the Paris Opera uh, Royal Danish Ballet and uh, did I leave anything out fortunate the other one the one that I think has influenced our production most was Anton Dolan's right yes. Icelandic ballet that's right but I well, Actually, like I said, the first experience with, with Giselle, the ballet, was Atlantic Ballet for second act. And it was Royas Fernandez who taught me the second act. He was a, a premier dancer with American Ballet Theater. He was Cuban, wonderful dancer. And um, I had gotten to know him just, uh, I guess, living in New York, taking classes or whatever, so I had gone to him and said, I'm dancing with Violet Verdi in, in Europe. Can you, would you mind me? No, not at all. He came to the studios and helped us. Of course, he knew it. And I'm teaching it. Like I said, then I learned the ballet. I danced it, different versions. The American Ballet Theater version was slightly different from the Paris Opera version. Again, Royal Danish Ballets was Eric Brun's version. And then I finally danced um, in Iceland. I was a guest with a company there. And it was Anton Dolan that had staged it. I had met Dolan earlier. He had done a work for Harkness. And it, was, and it was really a wonderful experience because I thought I knew the ballet. 
uh, the steps and what I had been taught and all that. But he had such a wealth of history because he had learned and yes, I knew his version basically from Spetsitsova, who was a very, very famous Giselle and had told him and talked to him about uh, how it was originally done and, and, and carried through dance sea operations in Russia. So I sort of felt that I almost got closer to the original so source that way. General, he had so many uh, little tippets about, about the production, about the whole ballet, which I and try to remember and try to put into my production of it. So that's uh, how I have been involved with the Ballet Giselle. And, and one of those things was, was that his Albrecht I came. really was genuinely in love with Giselle and was, and was distressed at this. He wasn't just a cad as so many productions do it. Um, that's something that you seem to do here. Yeah, I think Dolan didn't leave out the possibility he was and, a little bit of a cat and he was trying to. But there was maybe more, Albrecht's feeling was stronger for sort of Giselle than maybe in some of the productions, yes. So, you know, I, I would imagine that just like any any dance or she matures into a role like Giselle, as a, as a choreographer, when you remount a production, you are trying to bring something fresh to it or finding something new in it. Um, what, what kinds of things might that be? Or is that completely off? Well, first of all, dancers today are very, very different than dancers of Base. generations back. Um, they are technically more proficient and, and better. Um, but I didn't really want to change so much in the story itself. Uh, what I chose to do is use what I have. Uh, that was a, a good advice that Mr. Balanchine gave, to, gave me when I, just before I came here, just use what you have. And like the peasant Potida in the first act, um, has you know, you a man or woman and maybe at that time that somebody needed to be giving a little um, push and a little jewel of addition being always choreographed for that. Uh, I have a lot of wonderful dancers, so I said, why can't I expand on that? You know, have maybe two dance, since there's three female dancers. I don't think that's gonna alter the story at all because it's a really a, a small divertissement male dance in the first act for the Duke. So I felt I could take liberties with that. Uh, also, I discovered that there was music in the first act that had originally been used for, for a small part of it, for Giselle and Albrecht, but had, was mused later on. So I thought, that sort of makes sense. Albrecht should dance in the first act, not just been dropped, been following Giselle around everywhere. Um, and since the, there is a harvest festival, well, people usually have fun and they dance. Um, so I thought, why don't I do a small dance for both of them? And again, that, that would not change the story. Um, those were the, the two major liberties that I took with it, yes.
but otherwise I try to take things that's very true to my experience in dancing, uh, the role of Albrecht in different companies, and also particularly uh, stay from Anton Dolan. So, um, you know, you, you're, one of the things you've talked about uh, from is how when you're, when you're restaging, you know, the classics, and you are making these changes, you're always doing it with often of what, what would be, what would have integrity. Like, you know, um, Albrecht would want to dance with the sense at that moment. Right. So it's, it's, never, it's never a big deviation from, from the original story. I mean, there have been with Giselle, versions of Giselle that deviate quite, quite largely. And it, it's, it's always interesting to me that it seems like Whenever you're looking at a lot of, you're going to adapt a classic for your company, you're always looking at what makes sense with the story. How you're, I think that's really great. Story in this ballet um, depends on character because the story itself, and I, I kind of simple. Um, and so I wondered, you know, with your focus on story and characters, there's so much that these characters go through in a relatively short period of time. Um, how much of that is coached, and how much let the dancers um, take their own interpretation from the choreography? Uh, it's very much. much do you uh, and I also brought in Lola Diavola, who um, is Spanish and has coached with me here for a long time, uh, leading the school. And she had such a, an insight into uh, the work classics, the style of it, the stylistic style of, of those ballets. So um, with her help, uh, we all recreate as best that we can that style. Try to, having said that, um, I also give each of the principles uh, of little bit of to find their own way and bring their own thing to it unless I find it's just radically different it doesn't go with a role or just freedom sometimes it's the most difficult for them because they're such a dancers today it's so contemporary um, to make them how, how can you make a young person imagine what time was at that time and moved you know all my dancers here, they have grown up with television and, and now with all the internet and everything else, how people... But at that time, life was slower. You know, there, there was no hurry. There was, particularly in the court, when the court comes into the scene in the first act. You know, there's just... They went out for us. You know, there's nothing to do. You know, let's stop and have a glass of wine. And you know, it's hunting, which we don't have in our society today. We're always in a hurry. And to make young people that sort of try to get a, a feeling of what it possibly could be. And that's not always easy to try to convey that to them. People, so the, uh, the, the roles of Fizel other than having been taught what the role is, what the choreography is, I tried, but as for it all, in what the feeling is, what, what the meaning is behind those gestures, many of them, 
um, the way they inter inst uh, yeah I don't I don't want them to be absolutely what I'm showing them particularly in the in the interpretum act what we call a mad scene of Giselle there are certain uh, guidelines that Lola and I have given them certain pointers first uh, and then you can take that uh, if you feel like that's right for you or not and still do your own interpretation of that particular scene and yet stay true to what the intent is, which is to invitation us that um, Giselle is absolutely brokenhearted by being showed by Albrecht. And in the consequences of that, she just snaps, deceives, is, loses it. And um, so that is something that they have to find within themselves. How do I interpret that within musical guidelines and certain choreographic um, guidelines have, in many instances, been just passed down generations or generations of dancers. That have I, I was thinking about the uniqueness of romantic ballets in that they always have either an otherworldly or an so component to them, um, along with the normal world. So, you know, for example, in Giselle, we've got, you know, the, the kingdom and the peasants, Zodic, but not in Act One, and in Act Two, we're, we're in there with the willies. So, um, you know, that creates a lot of contrast. It creates a, and we have a lot of high drama and a lot of spectacle, too. And I just wondered, as a choreographer, um, does that kind of a lot of contrast in structure or, or anything else in working with the classics carry over into other work that you do as a choreographer? I don't know. Um, sometimes I think of those old ballets and the um, stories. It seemed to be very simple and, and very... It's sort of the soaps of that era, like you say. And um, yes, uh, some of them are very valid and have an artistic quality that we like to do. Like Giselle is one of the most pop popular ballets of any ballet and is being performed all over the world to them constantly. Um, as what if it carries over to other works, it sort of would temp depend on what I'm doing. World. If I feel that it's something that could relate to that or I could use from that, uh, then I will do that. I'm thinking of something like, like Trio, where you've got the second movement that's so different um, from the first and third. I guess I was, and has a little bit of a, of a different quality to it with the woman possibly dancing with death. So that sort of thing. But I know that that's sort of a pop question on you. Well, so. well I think in the, that particular case, um, uh, but well, the name of the music is Souvenir de Florence. So in, in a way, I, I approached it. It was Tchaikovsky's Memories, um, Florence. And um, maybe those were incidents that he might have experienced. Uh, and the from music lends itself very much to be in three different, um, there are really three different music that he put all into one. And each one is very different. 
So I, I felt these are music, memoirs, memoirs, uh, remembrances of that incident or, or that ball, just like to or whatever. So that's how that came about. Well, you, you mentioned the longevity of Giselle, um, and I just we went. what, to you personally, what, you know, what makes this an enduring ballet? What is it that you love about it? Well, it's uh, just wondered about human emotions, love and betrayal and jealousies and death and, you know, uh, it's about there. And um, I must say, I truly really enjoyed dancing the role of Albrecht. It's all when I did, even though slightly different versions of it, but um, they were never that different that particularly when it came to his solo, when I, sort of the standard solo. Um, and I just, I, I fell in love with that ballet. The first day was he danced it. So, and I guess I'm still in love with it. <laughs> Good enough. All right, I'm going to open this up to all of you out there, and yes, speak loudly. To Okay, so the question was, what's different about different various versions of the ballet? Was I mentioned the Russian one, or from um, the original production? From, yeah, and I uh, did not see the original production. <laughs> <laughs> I think you meant, and and that's sometimes the problem with with the old classics. Of course, there were no films, and usually, the way they were taught was just who had danced this and a younger dancer was told to, told to learn it. That's how it was passed on. And of course, a dancer, when you, and I've seen this many times happen, um, the original creator of a role, of course, you know, say in, in Giselle, teaches to the next generation and by the time let's two or three generations later, there have been some changes because so and so dancer like that step and two, so they changed that because it looks better on me, and uh, that's how it's so difficult today to say what is exactly the original. Uh, I remember I took part in Moscow a few years ago called. Um, in a competition in Moscow. Uh, I was a judge at that time. And there was a big about um, the original Petipa choreography. That was the whole thing. The dancers had to bring something original Petipa choreography. Conference and well, I tell you, there was the auditorium with, filled with people who write about dance and, and they could not agree. Between Leningrad people and between Moscow people, they totally disagreed what was the um, of some of those big ballets, Swan Lake or Giselle. So I thought, well, if they don't know, <laughs> uh, original supposed to know. I think it's 
Some of it is, yes, I think very close to the original, um, how are we spent? Uh, is it 100%? I doubt it. Uh, but I think a lot of it is uh, pretty, with Giselle, I think it's pretty close to what it was. Uh, partly because this is the role of Giselle is so demanding and um, it took a, a great dancer to dance those roles. And I think they, among themselves, I can imagine they did not want to, quote, simplify them, that they were ones who simplified things. I think that um, it's not 100%, I can't guarantee that, but I think most of it is. And so I think spoken a length with Anton Dolan that had this wonderful um, opportunity to know Spitzi. Tickler have to very well and got so much from her that I think a lot of it is, is close to the original. So the very second question of Afternoon of Fawn, uh, the original Afternoon of Fawn or, or Jerome Robbins, which as for you a lot, another wonderful part. We, we did it once here, I remember that. Um, I think so I danced he would like to see them programmed together. Yes, yes, I, I, I got that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Noted. I can't tell you how think he was saying and how many things I would love to do here. Uh, but with only eight programs, uh, I've always much... Okay, so I can't do that this season. Maybe, maybe next season we can do that. And then that leads to something else. And. Uh, you know, many, many things that I would love to be able to bring here. And maybe I will, slowly. <laughs> there are if he was going to create a story ballet, what would the story be and what would the music be? I haven't found it yet. I, I think I think I'm waiting for a, a good to come to me and say I have a great great story and I have an idea about a, a music. What about a writer? Elaborate on this, and um, who knows? Maybe that might happen if we collaborate. I wish I could say it was my idea. <laughs> but I did happen to see it, and I had never seen it anywhere except at that one instance. And I thought the same thing. What a beautiful way to do it. So um, like else, you do so often, you borrow or, or steal. <laughs> and hopefully, sometimes you pay with interest. But uh, I just could not leave that alone. I thought, yeah, I will use that. And, and hope um, it's your name, uh, nameless for right now. <laughs> but it's quite a long time ago that I had seen that. Yeah. There was a, a question. Yes.
when he makes changes, I guess, for example, the pas de deux to a pas de cinq, um, are there changes required registration as well? In this particular case, yes. <clears throat> I added a uh, little bit of music from other composers. In the Couldn't find it in, anymore in music of Adam. So um, I got together with my music director at that time and we came up with it because I thought it would be music that would be very similar and, and, uh, and suitable for, to blend in. But um, an idea that I used also liberties <clears throat> in when I did Sleeping Beauty but there was a lot of Tchaikovsky. I didn't change anything or add anything. But in this particular case, there's a small piece in the uh, first act of uh, the part of saying now the music and others is one of the pieces because I wanted to create a solo for the lead girl and, uh, and for the men. So I had to go and find dancers from other places. What's the most challenging program being presented this year? They're all, Quickly, cha they're all challenging, believe me. Um, very happy and very excited about uh, Ratmansky's trilogy, which is a full evening uh, of Shostakovich music. Uh, we co-produced this with American Ballet Theater, and it's, uh, it's not a story ballet in the traditional sense. It, it has to do with Shostakovich, but that's a whole evening of totally, uh, someone did like three different ballets, um, life. Then you have um, uh, Borderlands of McGregor, which physically is extremely uh, difficult and taxing for the dancers to do, but they all enjoy it. Um, th there are so many other things that I can, you know, just to answer quickly, everything we do in the programs, many other things is easy. <laughs> Every ballet has some difficulty in it, either uh, sometimes musical, uh, but the music, not uh, very often with a, even choreographically, to master the choreography, to master the style, to um, some, but that's what's, uh, what's interesting, uh, and I find about the, the repertory and what we do, and the dancers love it, and and I get the feeling that as an audience, you enjoy the variety of, of different styles and different works. We are out at the of time, so I would like to thank you very much, Helgi, for being here tonight. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. And thank all of you for coming. Please do visit us at sfballet.org and enjoy the performance. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.